my wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. And where we look at world religious trends in the light of prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM. If you like to make a comment or your questions answered, you can text me on 0401-305077 or email me at ioncrita at yahoo.com. Also, you can just visit our website faithfm.com.au. Our theme for this uh, week is the Bible and end time events. And our big questions, does God care? What are the steps to spiritual freedom? Who is the mystery man of prophecy? That will be a good one. And what is the purpose of the temple? What is inside of the lost ark? Our co-host today is Eric Hoare. Eric is a recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day uh, Adventist Church. It's good to have you with us, uh, Eric, today. It's good to be back again. Beautiful day today. Absolutely. I like today a bit more sunshine and uh, <laughs> a bit more positive. Yes. Uh, Eric, we are going to deal uh, today with um, this good question. What is the condition of the world today in regard to sin? Nick, when you look at um, the coronavirus, um, the world was in far worst trouble really before even the virus came. Um, when you look at the statistics, uh, even in Australia, uh, looking outside of America, because often you get American statistics, but you know when you look and see that one woman every seven to nine days is murdered through domestic violence, it tells me that there is a lot of sin in the world. Now that's either by an ex-partner the statistics show or a partner. That's the statistics for a woman. One every seven to nine days. Can you believe it in, in the world we live today that that is still happening? That is happening? Wow. It's hard to. staggering. It is staggering. And one man actually dies every 29 days through the same thing, through domestic violence. Also, you look at the suicide rate in Australia, 3,000 people a year roughly. Uh, that's 57 people a week die through suicide. Now, we know that God is good and God doesn't cause us. So obviously, sin is abounding. We would not have that if we, if we didn't have sin here. We, you know, we would be, it would be good. And you look at slavery even. It still exists around the world and young women being sold into prostitution. It, it is happening now. And it's hard to believe that here we are in the 20th century, you know, and these things are happening. It is hard to comprehend these things, you know. So sin is definitely abounding. And I don't know about you, um, Nick, but I've noticed, you know, since my childhood that the attitudes of people, uh, it is, it seems to be the fact that there's no respect. Uh, there's no, people like lawlessness. They like to do things that aren't good. They're mm. attracted by it. And that's what sin is. So sin is very much part of the, of the world in which you and I live in. Absolutely, Eric. And, uh, you know, um, as you just mentioned, when we grew up, you know, uh, there was much more respect towards each other and towards community, you know, people in the community. Mm. Uh, today, we just want it for ourselves, you know, but we don't realize that by uh, um, stepping aside of the God's law, mm. then we punishing ourselves, you know, we allow sin to come into our lives and to make a, a big difference in our lives. 
punishing ourselves. I think uh, I'm not sure if we realize that. Yes, that's right. And and you know they say that mental problems today is 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 a tremendous amount of that are going on. And that of course is linked to sin as well. When we know we're doing wrong, or if something happens and we get into trouble, it not only affects us, but it affects our own family. You know, I I know that even in uh, some countries. Uh, like um, a couple of my daughter-in-laws from the Philippines. And you go to the Philippines and the elderly are treated with respect, you know. They actually have a, a motion of bowing to you and they meet you when you're elderly and helping you across the road in different aspects, you know. And so this respect uh, that that is very important because God teaches us that the family, everybody, we should treat people as we would want to be treated. But when sin is abound, we don't treat people the way God wants us to treat people. More selfish, more egocentric. That's right. You may heard about um, the story, Eric, of uh, Douglas Wood. Douglas Wood was taken captive by the, you know, terrorists uh, a few years ago. You may heard mm-hmm. that story. And those famous words of Douglas Wood were, I want to be free. Mm. I want to be free. Now, obviously, he want to be freed from the, you know, the his uh, kidnappers. But we deal with the same situation from a spiritual point of view. Mm. We want to be free of these scenes which which are coming upon us, you know. And do you feel sometimes as if you are captive to guilt, discouragement, deep-seated addictions, abuse, self-centeredness, or low self-esteem? You know, we may come across those people and even ourselves we have to recognize this we came to some points where we we really struggle that's right and we are bound in sin you know that's the thing every person has sinned on the earth it says and um and through this sin that that sort of um, has us in its chains we do things that sometimes we don't want to do but who are we following that's the thing you know and the devil draws us to follow him that's the problem but if we don't if we're not connected to Christ and and to actually realize that you're actually committing a sin is a big thing now mm-hmm. to these days because you can commit something if you don't believe in God or God's law uh, or the laws of the land then you are just you follow Satan and you your your eyes are blinded to the fact and once you do it once or twice and you keep on doing something then the conscience, the way God speaks through our conscience, is dimmed, mm-hmm. and it's a way of life. And our children see it and whatever. So, yeah, we are bound. We are captive by sin. And, you know, um, and to break free of that, we're going to look at that today. And, Eric, just um, I thought just to ask a question now, who is the source of true spiritual freedom? Well, the source, um, I have to go to the Bible here because the Bible, the truth. And in John eight thirty six, it says, therefore, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Mm. The Son being Jesus, of course, we understand that. So if somebody says to you that Jesus Christ is not the way of the gospel, then don't believe it because it's saying that he is the only one. He is the only one, a power outside of ourselves that can take us out of this darkness, out of this being held and bound by sin. He is the only one that can lead us out of that and to open up our eyes, to change our hearts, that we will want to follow him and we can break the chains mm. and, and you be made, happy. And you mentioned Jesus, and Jesus is mm. God. Jesus is mm. the creator of this universe, Yes, uh, which we can read in Genesis uh, 1, 1. Mm. Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm. 
Now, the word God in this uh, passage uh, is the Hebrew word Elohim, which in plural uh, referring to Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know, we are uh, dealing today with, um, you know, polytheism, which is a belief of many gods. Mm. We also we dealing with the monotheism belief of one God, and we have those three religions, monotheistic religions like Christians, um, Muslims, and uh, uh, the Jewish people. Mm. They all believe in a uh, one God, monotheistic, and we have those uh, that um, expression Trinity or the triune, if you like, one God but three persons. Um, you see, even here, it's a singular thing, this word Elohim, mm. but um, uh, he refers to a plural uh, personality, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I'd like to just share with you um, this, the revelation of himself that God has given he in his word is for our knowledge, our study. This we may seek to understand. But beyond this, we are not to penetrate. You know, there are certain things in the Bible which we may find hard to understand. And particularly when you talk about three in one, you know, we talk about one God, you know, but we talk about three personalities there. Uh, and um, I, you know, sometimes we need to give time to the Bible, you know, to explain itself. But we were asking this question, who created the universe? Genesis 1, 1. And uh, also in John, uh, Eric, if you can share with us in John 1, 1 and 3, verse 1 and 3. Do you have that ready for uh, for us? John chapter 1, verse 1 and 3. Yep. And it reads there, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 3 it says, All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And that refers to Jesus, mm, it does, is it? Yes. Because yes. later on we find out that uh, Jesus mentioned about, I am, uh, you know, the Word. Mm. Uh, Jesus is the divine creator. Creation show us why we are so valuable God. Yeah, that's right. And this is the big difference, you know, when we talk about sin. When we I, I understand what sin is, if you believe in a creator that God created us and Jesus was part of that, then you understand that he lives within us, that he is a living God. And that, therefore, changes our attitude of looking at sin and seeing what actually sin is. That it is, uh, how can you believe for instance, that there is a devil if you don't believe there's a God, you know. And some people actually uh, may believe in God, but they don't believe in the power of the devil. And that is the problem, you know, because they can see God, but then they feel they can do anything because God has, you know, has mm. saved them. But it's not so. We can get into a lot of trouble and get off track because we do not understand how powerful the devil is. But because God created us, and we understand that here, Jesus created us, we know then that that power is there and is available. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important. And Jesus was born as a man, and many people will, um, mm. you know, understand this. And some of us will have trouble of that uh, Jesus being fully God. Because mm. he says, oh, he was born from a woman, he is a man, you know. But he was fully, fully human mm. and also fully God because he pre-existed. Yeah. He's from eternity. Uh, 
And it's interesting here in the Bible, if we read in Micah, one of the uh, books in the Old Testament, Micah 5, verse 2, it says, But you, Bethlehem Ephrata, though you are a little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be the ruler in Israel, mm. whose goings forth are from old, from Everlasting. Yeah. You see, the Bible gives us answers in regard to Jesus and uh, his um, uh, being eternal. Yes, it prophesied of him as Abs- the coming Messiah and identifies who Jesus is. Absolutely. Yeah. And there are some other passages in Isaiah 9, 6, for example, mm. for unto us a child is born, unto us uh, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. Mm. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Mm. Uh, another passage in Hebrew 1.5, um, it says, For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. Now, you see, these are a few passages in the Bible which talks about uh, Jesus Christ and um, uh, his eternal uh, uh, existence. Mm. Even though it talks about in a way of you've been born, you know, mm. and as a man from a woman, he was born from for us mm. on this world to live like one of us and without sin, mm. because he demonstrated that, and to rescue us from from the sins, which later on we are going to talk about some steps about how to overcome mm. sin. We can imagine if um, if Jesus um, wasn't on this earth, um, how would we how would we um, act as Christians? Mm. And because he came and he showed us uh, how to treat people right. I mean, he spent more time with those that were um, despised and regarded as, as trash, really. Um, he spent more time with the unholy than he did with the holy. He mm. was actually out there. And, and, you know, the whole spirit of the law um, with the mercy and grace, Jesus showed in his life. He was a revelation of the word. So if he hadn't have come, we would have just had that down here, which cha- which does change us, the written word. But to see it in action is a powerful thing. And that's what Jesus did. He showed us what God is like. He showed the character of his mm. father. And how, how sin came into this world, uh, Eric? Because we can read in Genesis chapter 2 particularly, mm. um, what happened when Adam and Eve sinned? Yep. Well, in Genesis 2, uh, verse 17, it says, uh, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. So... You know, this is here the coming of a disregard for God's word. In fact, in Genesis 2, uh, 17, and if we look a bit further on in Genesis 3, something interesting came up out of this for Mm me. In verse 2 it says, And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. But in verse 4 it says, Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Amazing. So here, here, Eve was given scripture to follow. Mm. Don't eat of it. Mm. But then the devil comes along and says, Look, that's not going to happen to you. So now Eve disobeys. 
she doesn't follow God's word to stay true. So she follows and listens to the devil who says, look, you know, this will be better for you. This is how, what God, uh, this is what the devil does to us. He says, do this. This is enjoyment for you, this, you know, and, and then we're led into, into, into death because it says the result. In Romans 6.23, it says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus our Lord. So when we sin, we die. We all die, you know. Disobedience brings, yep. uh, uh, you know, a hardship. Yes. And uh, in this context, you know, not just for them, but for the rest of humanity. Yes. For us all. Yep. Since then, we're dealing with this. And if the Bible is just not a, a rule book. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a spiritual thing where what God says is for our own good. It's for our own good for ourselves, but also our family. And when we disobey God, then we, we are. We, we're led into these situations that, are, that bind us, that we're bound by this, uh, yeah. uh, almost like chains. Yeah. Really. And if God did not respond then... Uh, that would have been the end of life on this uh, planet. Mm. You know, because uh, as you just uh, read there, uh, that the penalty of sin is death. And if we look in in other part of Romans, in chapter 5, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, verses 12 and 13, it says, Therefore, just as through one man sin sin entered Mm. into the world, and death through sin and thus that spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. Hmm. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Now, That's is right. that important to have a law? Because people yes. are thinking these days that it's not necessarily, you know, we should not keep the law. Uh, You've got to have a law. I mean, we have laws in the world, don't we, that protect us. Mm. I mean, I come up to a light and it's red. I go through it. I, I'm a threat of death, as as I <laughs> to everybody else. So there, yeah, these these laws, you know, some people are saying, you know, um, it must be very difficult to be a Christian. It must be so so um, bad. You know, you're you're bound by these laws. It must be a uh, um, not a very nice life you live, but in fact, it, it actually gives you freedom because you're free from the consequences of what you do wrong. And that's powerful, you know. It's very powerful. You know, I mean, God could have stopped here and Adam and Eve could have just died because yes. they sinned. It's, that was yeah. death. So they could, he could have stopped it there. And in fact, they hid, didn't they? They hid from God, and God came and found them. That's how much he loved them. But it could have stopped there. You're right. You're right. And, you know, as you just said, we love to be protected, you know, uh, not anybody to steal from us or to do wrong to us. You know, we like the law to be in place. Yes. But when we talk about, uh, uh, on a spiritual level, ourselves, Mm. our souls to be protected, Mm. we forgot about the the power of the law Mm. to protect us and to uh, keep us safe. Um, another question I would like to ask, um, Eric, is what is the first major prophecy of the scripture in regard to sin and the consequences of sin? If we look in Genesis 3.15, for example. Yes, and it reads there in Genesis 3.15, and it says, I'll put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. What do you think that what do you think that means, Nick? No, that's a very good question, and I w- I'm just going to um, elaborate a little bit on this one. Who is the seed? Hmm. Because here it's a promise. Yep. 
obviously. Now, to Abraham and his seed were the promise made. Yes. Um, he does not say, and to the seeds, mm. you know, because even Abraham had um, mm. two children, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it says, to you, through your seed mm. will come the redemption. And uh, here we can, we can see that um, makes reference to Jesus Christ, mm. which is uh, the seed. And we can read this in Hebrew chapter 3, 16. Also, the gospel says that on the cross, Jesus suffered yeah. and um, his heel was bruised. Mm. As we just read in a previous passage, mm. but Satan was defeated, mm. crashed. His head was crashed. Now, we have some symbols here also to understand a little bit better. Um, what uh, symbol is used to present Jesus as our sacrifice? Yeah. Well, coming from New Zealand, I, I can really relate to, to this one. It says, uh, John one twenty nine. the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So Jesus is the Lamb of, of God. And, and really, you know, that is that symbol of the Lamb is so important here because with the sacrificial system, you know, when they bought the lamb and uh, and sacrifices there, of course, when Jesus died, the sacrificial system stopped. So Jesus had to become the lamb. He was a sacrifice that they were all pointing to for when Jesus to come. And when mm. Jesus came, he took the place of that sacrifice. Well, it's beautiful, you know. And the lamb, uh, how, how do you understand the lamb? Because you said you're just coming from New well, Zealand. Lo- how how uh, lamb, a lamb? Uh, lamb is so innocent. You know, a lamb is so innocent and, uh, and, uh, it wouldn't harm anybody, you know, and, uh, uh, and if you see the, if this, in fact, sometimes you would think, why would they choose sheep? Sheep seem to be quite ignorant, you know. If there's a gap in the fence, they can't seem to find it. Uh, but Jesus wanted to come as a servant to serve the people. He wanted to come and to show that he loved people by coming the way he did. That was the only way. If he came as a king like they were expecting him to, to defeat the Roman army and to set it up by crushing them. That wasn't the way. Jesus wanted to send up his kingdom and the character of God. And through the lamb, he represents that because he was an innocent, he was innocent. I mean, he didn't sin, did he? But he had put him on the cross. That's how cruel, that's what sin does. It takes the wrong things. And, 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 but the lamb is, is, uh, is a beautiful example of something soft and tender and loving. You know, we raised sheep. We've, we fed the lambs, the little orphan lambs, the bottles. It's such a pleasure to do that. And they're loving animals, you know. And so I think this really represents he had to come as a lamb to take the place of the sacrifice. Mm. Yeah. And while well, you mentioned that, just a little bracket here, I came from Transylvania, Romania, mm-hmm. which we raised la- uh, uh, sheep there, you know. Yeah. And I really like And I heard about uh, New Zealand before I even knew where that is, you know, or Australia. And I knew that New Zealand has beautiful, you know, herds of sheep and uh uh, I was wondering, you know, to go to New Zealand sometime and to see, are they s- still many, many sheep There are, not, not, not quite so many maybe. I mean, at one time, I don't know if it's still the same, but there are more sheep than people, you know. There's only nearly 4 million people in New Zealand. Yeah. And they're everywhere, yep, they're um, beautiful. But of course, the grass grows so quick there, uh, you know. Uh, we had five acres in New Zealand with, uh, and we could actually cut uh, hay as well, as well as keep some uh, ca- some bobby calves and some mm. sheep and goats even. You know, so yeah, uh, so I understand the uh, the meaning.
meaning of 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 the the lamb and and how important it is and and why Jesus had to come as a lamb. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, uh, mm. Eric, I could not stand back home. That's why I didn't want to, you know, remain at the farm in there and be a shepherd. Because when we sacrifice lambs, now we used to sacrifice, you know, in mm. tens of lambs at once, you know, 50 yep. or 60 lambs one day, mm. and you could not hear a thing, you know, when you do that. Nobody knew that you are sacrificing uh, the, the lamb that time. But at the same time in Romania, we have a kind of tradition, you know, Christmas time, people are Orthodox, people, they have, they want to have their pigs, you know, ready there. Mm. And man, if you take one pig down, the whole village will knew it, you know, they all scream like that. <laughs> yes, but anyway, that was just a bracket here. Mm. Jesus is, re- is represented through the, the lamb, mm. innocent, as you just said, uh, tender, um, and the perfect sacrifice he for did, us. It says, too, that he did not resist being killed, you know. Mm. He, he went, and um, it says in the book of Isaiah 53, 7, he said, He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent. Mm. So he opened not his mouth. You know, when they're shearing the sheep and they hold them there, they've yeah. got to be still, otherwise they get cut. Yeah. And this is a picture that we're gaining from yeah. this. And in Revelation thirteen eight, he says that the lamb slain from the foundation of the world um, very, very interestingly. Jesus was abused. Yes. Jesus was, you know, um, yeah. spiritually abused. Yeah. He became a curse for us, says in Galatians, Galatians chapter 3, mm. um, verse 13. He suffered the second death mm. for us, mm. forsaken of God. We learned last night about this that, you know, Jesus thought that his separation is eternal mm. from God. And that's amazing to take that, um, um, you know, condition upon his shoulder. It just shows you how evil uh, sin can be, you know, just how what lengths. We cannot understand how somebody can kill a little baby or, or whatever. But when you see um, this here, when we see how Jesus was treated and here was something innocent and the cruelty that was dealt out, then we can see the real revelation of the devil here because this is his character compared to the the character of God. Yes. Mm. And in uh, Jeremiah 31, verse 3, this beautiful passage here, I like this. It says, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have called thee. Mm. Jesus is appealing to us. We are so precious to him that uh, um, he was not thinking twice to come down on this earth and to suffer the second death for us all that we may be saved. That's amazing. Mm. Mm. Coming to another question um, today, Eric, does Jesus really care about me personally? Let's see what says in First Peter. Yes, First Peter chapter one, eight verses eighteen and nineteen. It says, "Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot." Mm. You know, they had to bring the lambs had to be without blemish or spots. This and and quite often, you know, these were things that they really cared for. I mean, they slept out in the. Uh, the shepherds slept out in the field with uh, with their sheep and lambs and things, you know, and got to know them. And you know, back in the days of Jesus' days, the uh, shepherd would actually call the sheep, and they would come to him. They weren't, you know, uh, sort of beaten or yeah. or you know herded. They actually followed them, so they knew the master, and the master knew them. And this is the key here, you know, that God. 
gives us his life for us. It's, it's absolutely beautiful, the blood and of And I know Christ. my oldest brother, he looks after the sheep today, and, and he yeah. will call them by name. Yes. You'll know in the big herd uh, yeah. all the, the sheep there, yeah. and the sheep will know his voice, as yes. the Bible says also. You know, uh, your value is determined by the one who is willing to pay the price. Hmm. Now, in God's eyes, you are worth the same as Christ's eternal self-existent life. Hmm. You have infinite value. We need to consider this. We, Jesus loves you and cares about you personally. He wants you to be his, to be his personal friend and to live with him forever. This is not just a, um, you know, fairy tale. No. Uh, story. Mm. This is reality. Jesus died for us that we may live. With That's him. right, and it's beautiful. You know, it's like the story of the the lost sheep. You know, he had ninety nine out of a hundred in the pen. You know, mm. all safe. He looks and he notices that one is missing, and he knows which one is missing because he knows that sheep. He knows him by name, as you say. So he goes out and he looks and he hunts. To, he finds now that sheep's done wrong. It's run off and it's got caught, like we do. We get caught, but he still went after the one. He was not satisfied with the ninety-nine. He loves you and I, and the people listening. He doesn't want anybody to be lost. So therefore, he will go to the greatest lengths, and he gave his life for us. Mm. But he, you know, he he could have easily have stayed with those ninety-nine. But no, that was precious to him, and and that's how Jesus sees you and I. He he hasn't come back yet, I believe, because he's he's still waiting for people to give their hearts to him, and he's waiting and waiting, and the time will come. But he's in earnestly he's seeking. Yeah, okay. and we are talking today about uh, steps to spiritual freedom, mm. and how does the blood of Jesus can cancel our sin? Do we have references in the Bible? Yes, Hebrews 2 uh, verse 9 says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God might taste death for everyone. So Jesus tasted this death for everyone. This is a death that Jesus experienced. He takes our sins upon him. He is not guilty. We are guilty. And we mentioned yeah. about that being the second death, we mentioned in Revelation uh, 20, mm-hmm. uh, 14. Um, and uh, also we, we can look at the um, uh, thousand years when Jesus uh, is promising to reign, you know, we ask to reign with him. Uh, that's another um, topic which we'll approach in another, another day. But how important is that Jesus was raised from death? Because, uh, yeah. you know, he died for us, okay? Mm. But if he wouldn't raise up from the dead, I mean, mm. we'll be stuck there too, you know. <laughs> yes. uh, can we read the passage in First Corinthians 15, verse 17, please? Yes, and it says there, And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. And this, Nick, separates a living God from other gods that we may tend to worship. Mm. You know, there are many relig- some religions in the world that you can worship, Buddha or iron or whatever. We can have an idol in our lives and, and put more. And to worship something means you spend time doing that, you know. And this here is telling us that, uh, that Christ rose from the dead. Now, 
uh, if you take the Bible and take part of the Bible out, I believe that your faith is shot because this is such an important part of the Bible that Jesus rose from the dead. They couldn't believe it back then. Uh, the, they said, oh, somebody has changed my heart, oh that was just a uh, <laughs> wrong button, press. <laughs> but uh, yeah, please. But please somebody, continue. you know, back then they thought that you know somebody had stolen the body. They put all the guards out there. You know, even the disciples did not believe that um, that Jesus uh, was going to rise again, and, and didn't believe the accounts. You know, but belief is by faith. And we've got to have that faith. And I believe that, yep, Jesus rose again. The evidence is there. Uh, yeah. Only, only a living Savior can give us freedom and hope. We don't worship a dead Savior upon a cross, but a living Savior who stands at the right hand of God. Mm. Um, this is beautiful, you know. And yeah. uh, in Hebrew chapter um, 7, verse 25, it says, uh, Wherefore he is able also to save them, to the uttermost that come unto God by him, by Jesus, seeing he forever liveth to make intercession for them and talking about us. We're going to another passage. Just uh, We deal with this last night a bit, but mm-hmm. uh, we want to m- uh, mention this, John 3.16. What can I do to benefit from the life and death of Jesus? This is the the passage in the Bible which everyone will know. Yep. Uh, it's called the golden uh, verse of the Bible. Hmm. And in John 3.16, that's one of my favorite verses. But can I just say, Nick, that you know I found it hard to uh, understand this, how uh, Jesus died for my sins. When I first became a Christian, I found that very hard to understand. In, in what way does Jesus... Um, he, he died for my sin, I understand that, but how could he take my sin away by dying? And now I fully understand, because when we understand the sacrificial system and understand that uh, he had the power to do that, being the Son of God, being our Creator, it's a totality thing, you know, that that he could die to take away our sins. It's so powerful. But in 3.16, it says there, uh, it says, for... God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. But we've got to really mention verse 17 Mm. as well. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through that the world through him might be saved. Mm. And and a couple of words there in in uh, verse sixteen particularly says that whosoever believe this is not restricted to just a group of people hmm. but to everybody who hmm. believes and also Jesus is interested God is interested that none of us should perish that's right but have eternal life but that's yeah. a, a great um, great promise uh, we cannot earn salvation we'll never deserve it no we'll never be good enough hmm. we can only accept it through believing in him and uh, uh, everlasting life is a free gift that God offers to you and me today. That's right. Praise God. Look, I think it's time to take a short break Mm -hmm. uh, and let's press the right button now and we'll have a short (laughs) uh, break. We'll play a song, Change My Heart, O God, with Eddie Espinoza and we'll come back. Please stay with us. This is Faith FM, positively different radio station. Change my heart, oh God Make it ever true 
change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Kurita and Eric Hoare. Our big question today is, what are the steps to spiritual freedom? Eric, we are um, going to, to ask this. Can we overcome sin? And what are some of the steps we need to take? Hmm. Well, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, and fallen short short of the glory of God. And the first thing to do is to admit that we are sinners, that each one of us is a sinner. You know, it's it's hard it's hard sometimes to say sorry and to let go. And the first thing we do is realise our condition, that we're in this condition of being a sinner. And pride dictates that we don't do that. Pride in our lives, humanness, uh, it's it's against what humanity thinks. The thing with humanity is to put yourself on a pedestal, to put yourself up. Here it's saying to humble yourself, admit that you've done wrong. That is the, if you can't do that, if you can't get down on your knees, we need to go down on our knees and actually admit that and and be humble. You know, a doctor, you know, cannot, uh, if a good doctor gave us medicine and said, you know, um, you know, this is good for you, uh, to take that, if we didn't take that medicine, well, then it wouldn't do us any good, is it? So we've got to realise our condition to be able to let Jesus help us. Mm. That's basically the first point. That Beautiful. The, and what will be the next uh, step uh, to take? Well, the, the next one then is to realise our condition is to come to Christ. For Matthew eleven twenty eight says, "Come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." And what a beautiful promise! No matter how sinful we may feel, you know, if we just come to Him, because you know He stands. We've seen the picture of Him standing outside the door, and uh, He's waiting for us to open that door. So we've just got to, you know, to actually come to Him. He's mm. waiting for us, no matter what we've done. You know, some people feel they can't come because of what they've done in their lives. Well, that's not so. God accepts anybody. And in the Bible it says, doesn't he, that he first came to us while we were yet sinners. Yes. And mm. when you come to Jesus, you simply say to him that you recognize you are a sinner. You need help in your life. And you acknowledge that only he can give you that help. Mm. That's right. Okay. We have uh, another one in Acts 16.31. Yes. Another step. Yes, it says there, So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And believing in Christ is to actually trust him. It's more than an intellectual belief because even the devils believe, even the devil quoted scripture. Belief is to have such a trust in Jesus that you're willing to do what he says. And of course, you know, we've used the, the doctor and the medicine analogy of, of take. And Jesus has that cure for sin. If we only believe in him and take our problems to him and to recognize that he is the source of our strength through faith and that, you know, some people get converted instantly and some others it took, it took me a long time before I actually kept the Sabbath. I understood what the Sabbath meant to me, but it took me a long time because I was getting triple time on a Saturday. That was our great. I had to let go. And through believing that Jesus would sustain us, 
and stepping out in faith is to actually put that belief into practice. So we must believe in him, trust him, to have the faith that you know he can overcome. And it's not enough just to admit uh, who you are and uh, your yeah. sins and um, to come to Jesus, but you need to believe, to really believe that he's able and he's capable to forgive you well, it's interesting for all sins. Yes, it's interesting, isn't it, that you know we can understand the condition we're in and understand and, and, and believe in Jesus. But, you know, I've noticed with some folks, you know, uh, there's a footy match on Sabbath, mm. and so they'd rather go that. You know, you, you follow where you're being led, and I believe that, you know, we give our all to Jesus, we worship Jesus, and that is the whole point that when we believe in him, we commit to him. And, and, and trust him. okay, you you mentioned commit. What what's what says in James chapter four verse seven? Because here we'll discover another step. Yes, it there's uh, it says there in James four seven. It says therefore, submit to God. And what happens when we submit to God? It says resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Mm. Isn't that powerful? So this is the source of power through Christ to submit to God. And submit. What does submit mean? Well, to me, submit means just to to understand our condition, to believe in him, and then place your life in his hands. That's all it simply means. Just believe and place your life in his hands. And then, you know, I don't know about you, Nick, but I found that when I started to believe that there was a God, that my that I was changing from inside out. In other words, I was changing, but not actually recognizing where the change was coming from. I was changing, not by deliberately trying not to do it, but God automatically did it through a changed heart and people notice your friends notice some people didn't want to know me because I stopped playing cards for money or or whatever I was doing you know I I didn't want to do that no more they noticed it but so and people have different experiences on that but so it's powerful to submit to God and to put your life in his hands basically and we're talking today about Jesus the one who can take away your mm. sins and give you spiritual freedom. If the richest man in the world will come and knock at your door, um, would you offer um, him a chance to come into your house or you'll keep him out? <laughs> you know, if, if somebody will come and offer you a million dollars, say, okay, I can offer you, would you think twice <laughs> or you'll open the door straight away? Uh, well, and but what about mm. to offer eternal life? Yeah. That's what we're talking about today. Well, Jesus said, didn't he, I haven't come to offer you gold or silver. And what he's saying here, something that, that's very profound when we talk about sin and overcoming sin, is the peace that only God can give us. Mm. The, the, this world cannot give us peace. Money cannot give us peace. Yeah. You know, there was somebody the other day won $80 million. $80 million in one jackpot thing. $80 million. And I often think to myself, why does one person get 80? Why don't they make 80 people with one million? No, mm-hmm. spread out. But, but the thing is, will that bring happiness? No, it will not bring no. happiness. What gives you peace is only Jesus can give us Absolutely. peace. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And also in First John uh, 1, 9, it's uh, another step which we can consider there. Um, repent and confess your sins. Mm-hmm. What is the passage says uh, in John Eric, in it says John 1, 9. in John one nine it says, "If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness." So, Jesus wants us to be sorry, not just sorry for our sins. Confessions can be made directly to God, and He promises that He will forgive us. Mm. He has purchased. This is a free gift. This isn't something that we can earn. All we have to do is 
realize our condition and ask for forgiveness. It's as simple as that. Believe, come to Jesus. This is the steps that we must have in our lives to overcome. And imagine if you are um, in death, you know, and have uh, lots of things to pay, and somebody will come, will give you a, a, a blank check there, you know, and said, write everything here, whatever you want, you know, and be freed, you know. And we find in Second Corinthians a beautiful passage here, uh, chapter 5, verse 17, um, which talks about experiencing a new birth. Hmm. It says there in Second Corinthians five seventeen. it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hmm. And that is so true because you look at things through different eyes. You know, Nick, you know, I used to go to parties and things when I was younger and things. And, you know, now if I went to a party... There's a lot of drinking and stuff that I was not used to. I just don't want to be there no more. Mm. I just want to. I don't. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel at peace there anymore. And this is what it does. But if you don't need to have um, these things to have a good time, you can follow Christ and be free. You know. And so it's saying here that the old things are passing away. The things that we were doing before, He creates in us a new birth, new heart, new mind. Isn't that beautiful? And uh, we are called to accept Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, If you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in Him. Hmm. And in John 10.10, if you could share that, uh, are you, do you have uh, John 10.10 uh, available yep. somewhere there, Eric? Because yep. yep. this is a beautiful passage also in John chapter 10, verse 10. Yep. It says here in John 10, it says, um, it says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they have made it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. What a beautiful promise. Oh, it's wonderful, isn't and it? And in First John, another, we, we're giving a few passages here tonight. In First John chapter 5, uh, verse 13, it says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. You see, this mm. is a promise. We have eternal life when we believe in Jesus, when we accept Jesus as our uh, Savior. So we see that there is a plan here that we started off saying that, you know, that sin came into the world and that it can bind us up and and control us. But here we see that Jesus gave us a way out and that he came to this earth to show us how to keep the law, how to be respectful and kind as a sheep, you know, gentle. And then we see that he, he went to the ultimate sacrifice without resisting and gave his life that we might have a way out. Isn't that beautiful? Absolutely. And we, we talked uh, at the beginning, Eric, that the condition of this world, it's full of sin. Mm. Um, what does God promise to those who choose to live the Christian life? Well, he promises us eternal life, doesn't he? But not only that, he promises us, I believe, that we now can have a, a, a peaceful life, a more peaceful life, as we follow him on this earth, that we have eternal life now because... We believe in him. And it, all it says in the Bible that T tells me is that if we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and recognize him as the, the coming Savior, 
as our Messiah, then that tells me that we are saved. Mm. All we have to do is believe. Yes. Okay. And I would like you to find um, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, while I'm just um, uh, going to mention this passage in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, which says, I can do all things through Christ mm. who strengthened me. And then in Ephesians 3.20, Eric. says there, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Mm. And God is able uh, to make all grace abundant yes. towards you. Yes. That he always have all sufficiency in all things. May all things may abound in your life and have a, a good um, experience with God in the Second Corinthians. Also in uh, Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter one, verse twelve, it says this: For the which cause I also suffer these things, mm. nevertheless. I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against uh, that day. Hmm. And uh, yeah, a few more passages uh, here we are going to conclude with today in Hebrew uh, chapter uh, 2 verse uh, 18. And then uh, Hebrew 7.25, if you can look at one of those, Eric. Which one you have uh, ready? Hebrew? Yep. What is the verse? Hebrew chapter 2, verse 18. Yep, it says here in 2.18, it says here, for in, he, for in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Mm. Mm. And in Hebrew 7.25, says, there, uh, therefore, he's able uh, to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. And in Jude, uh, verse 24, it says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling mm. and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceedingly joy, Mm. No, Jesus is uh, is doing everything what uh, he needs to bring us before uh, the throne of judgment and to keep us. Uh, uh, and, the, and there is much joy in the Christian life because we are being set free, yeah. and we're being set free by our Savior Jesus. So how can we not follow Him when He gives His life for us, but loves us so much that He seeks us daily and wants us to be close to Him and has the power to overcome all things. And Jesus is far a greater Savior than you will be ever be a <laughs> sinner. You mm. know, this is I think is very important. Yes. Um, we were talking this uh, month to give you a free gift. If you will uh, ring us or call the station, um, you can have this wonderful book, The Great uh, Controversy. And I would like to just play this uh, ad and you can take some notes there. When your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? 
Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. You're listening to The Drive Time Show on Faith FM, coming to you live from Adelaide. And we are going to conclude, Eric, uh, with a few points to remember and to take home. Um, all humans, human beings are sinners. And without Jesus, we are eternally lost. Mm. You can be certain that you have eternal life if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. God wants to empower you today to live a victorious Christian life. Mm. Jesus is offering you the free gift of salvation. Would you like to invite Jesus into your life today? Or renew that decision and experience an empowered Christian life. This is what we need to do, to give ourselves to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Eric, as we conclude today, would you be able to pray for us and our Mm -hmm. listeners that we may take that decision now Mm -hmm. to fully give ourselves to Jesus because he's able to save us? Sure. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you for the wonderful Trinity, Lord, of God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord, for coming into our lives. We thank you for the peace that only God can give us. We live in a world, troublesome world, Lord, with sinners all around. Things are happening, Lord, that we never thought we'd see happen. But we know that your word is sure and true. We know your prophecies are sure and true. We know that your word and your life is sure and true. We serve an unchanging God. Thank you, dear Father, for sending your Son that he would come, that he would come and die on Calvary for our sins, that he would come as a lamb, and that he would be this great sacrifice for us all. Tonight, Lord, we just want to give ourselves to you, Lord. Any listener out there, Lord, uh, listening uh, with Nick and I here in the studio, we re-admit re, uh, our life to you, Lord, that we give our hearts once again to you. Lord, we, prom- we pray that you will continue to work through us, through the Holy Spirit, that we will become more like you, that we will reflect the character of Christ to others, that we will be able to resist the devil in his evil ways, that our children will see us as true fathers, as the Father of heaven has shown us. So thank you, Lord, that you're the overcomer, Thank you for Jesus who came and showed us how to live, how to treat others, and ultimately gave us a life that we might live. So any listener here tonight, Lord, that hasn't given their heart to you, I pray, Lord, that they will turn to you, that they will have a new heart, a new mind, and that you will live in their life. So thank you, Lord, and we thank you for hearing our prayer. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 It looks like our time is up for today. Thank you for joining Nick, Rita, and Eric Hall on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when we'll ask, who is the mystery man of prophecy? Really looking forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember, Christ said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. 
And the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives you. So don't be troubled or afraid. May God richly bless you. 